Cartier, 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 what? what are you doing? What? Um, nothing. Just getting my little, my little Eddie Murphy on, you know, from coming to America. Coming to what? We don't have time for that. We got a show to do. Remember? A show, right? 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 What we do? Right? Well, let's get into the show. Hey, sous chefs, and welcome back to another installment here at the Melting Pot. I'm your host, Sly. And I'm Cartier the Dawn. And today is an episode we like to call Pick Five. With us taking on such a heavy topic last episode, we're going to give you guys something fun to listen to for the weekend. Ooh, something fun. Let's talk about some movies. Okay, so what is your top five go-to movies? My top five go-to movies. Okay, some of these might be out there, but, you know, it's for me personally, so forget you guys. JK, I love everybody, but okay, so my... Number one would have to be Harry Potter. Anybody who knows me, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I love the entire series. Uh, shout out to J.K. Rowling. Even though she's had some controversial things she said in the media lately, that ain't got nothing to do with Harry Potter, so I'm still a Harry Potter fan. Let's just say I want to be team, you know, Ravenclaw, but I am a Hufflepuff. But, you know, I don't disclaim my Hufflepuff family, so shout outs to y'all. Let's see, movie number two, I would have to say, is a classic for me. I'm gonna just say it's a classic, you know, not even not even just for me. Anger Management with Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson. That movie is hilarious. You can ask my family, I've watched it, I've seen it, I've laughed a thousand times at the same parts that I probably laugh at the other times I watched the movie. But that is a very funny movie. If you haven't seen it, be sure to check that one out. Coming in at number three, we have The Breakfast Club. And that is a staple. Any coming of age story, any adolescent story, you've seen The Breakfast Club. You heard people talk about The Breakfast Club. Not to be confused with the radio show. Shout out to that Breakfast Club too though. <laughs> but no, um, The Breakfast Club has been referenced in a ton of movies, TV shows, I know, like, Victorious. Do y'all remember the Victorious episode they did? Right, that's, yeah. a, that's a classic episode. And if you don't... If you haven't seen a movie, you probably didn't get the episode. But I called it... Exactly. Like, so, yeah, you know, and, like, you know, a lot of movies and shows will kind of have that Breakfast Club type of vibe thing going on that they take from the movie. So, sometimes it goes over people's heads, like Cartier was saying, if you haven't seen the Breakfast Club. So, I would get on top of that ASAP. Coming in at number four on my go-to movie list would have to be Mr. and Mrs. Smith with uh, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Classic, classic movie. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna call everything classic. Call me biased or wherever, but it's a classic to me. This is my list. Uh, but yeah, this movie is just kind of like a, it has you on the edge of your seat. You're waiting to see what happens next. Do they, do they, do they, their chemistry on screen is just amazing. It's really one of those stories you have to stay tuned and follow and listen. And then the ending, it's a big plot twist. 
but yeah i won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it but mr and mrs smith oldie but goodie coming in at number five last but not least is a real throwback and it is the karate kid and i'm gonna I see that movie so long yeah right right it's a throwback so I pretty much don't have a favorite. I like all of them, even the the latest one, which is old now, but not compared to the ones that came out in the 80s or whatever, but the one with Jaden Smith, that was a pretty good one. Of course, the original is probably my favorite. Um, but yeah, I'll take any of them. Wow, you got some great classics. Like you said, Karate Kid, which I haven't seen the one with Jaden Smith probably since like, high school yeah probably since school. yeah when it came right. out <laughs> right it's it's been a it's been an extreme minute i really don't think i've seen mr and mrs smith in its entirety maybe i should look into it yeah i think i don't really remember how long the movie is but i do remember it being rather long it's probably pushing if it's not two hours but it's definitely a great movie like it's, it doesn't feel like you're watching it for that long that's how that's how a good movie should be a good movie should be five hours and you should not know that it's five hours long. You might look at it and be like, five hours, dang. But once you into it, you be like, dang, I just spent five hours. Yeah, of course. But then, but then no, you can't say that because I mess around and watch the Jacksons. I know that's like a three-day <laughs> event. <laughs> the Jacksons and Roots, man. You know, you know movies is long. We have to break it down in segments, parts, you know, part parts, one, like, two, you know. But good, good movies, good movies. But yeah, um, my go-to five would be anybody who know me know I love, love, love The Incredibles, the first one, classic. It was a cartoon of my childhood yeah. into my adulthood. I'm gonna continue to watch the first Incredibles. I haven't even seen the second one, have you? Honestly, no. But when I talk to people, I act like I have seen it. <laughs> so if you, see, <laughs> so if you see me and we talk about Incredibles two, nine times I keep talking about Anna Mode and her Bob from the first one. I really love the first one, like. No cat, no kissy. Yeah, the first one, first one was pretty, pretty, pretty dope. I haven't seen the second one. I, I think I tried to start it, but it just, it ain't. It too much time has elapsed, you know. Right. But that's a, that's something in its entirety, a whole different subject. And then my second go-to would have to be uh, Money Talk with Chris Tucker, Charlie Sheen, and Charlie Sheen is a news reporter, and Chris Tucker is an escaped convict from jail, and like he's up uh, in a disguise as a name, Vic Damone. Just because the um, the people are looking for him. And it's just a really funny, crazy movie that once you see it, you're like, okay, I see why you like it. It's funny. And it's about like almost going on two hours, but you really want to know the, the difference in the time. My third movie would be um, What's the Worst That Could Happen with Martin Lawrence and Danny DeVito. Mm. And basically, for those who don't know, Martin Lawrence was um, given a ring by his girlfriend. He's a criminal as well. He goes and he, um, he steals like paintings from galleries and stuff. And he sells them. And so he ends up going to this rich man's house, i.e. Danny DeVito. And he was trying to steal some stuff. And he ended up leaving the ring. And he really liked his girlfriend. So it was like he's trying to get back this ring. And Danny DeVito don't want to give it back because it's like, it's something that I have. It's, a, it's an ugly ring. But because you want it and I got it, I'm going to keep it because I can. And then at the end of the movie, uh, Mark Lawrence's girlfriend and Danny DeVito's wife in the movie, they end up getting the rings and swapping them out and causing them like engraving like fools in the ring or something. And so then basically like the ring get tossed in the ocean and it's just like, oh, well, hey, I didn't need the, I didn't need the ring for luck anyway. So, hey, 
but it's a good movie. You should definitely go watch it. It's called What's the Worst That Can Happen. Then my fourth one, this is, dare I say, a classic. When I say it's a classic, it's a classic. It's a classic in my household and in many other households. And it has been quoted around the world, has been quoted in a, a Beyonce song. Man, now you, now you got us all on the edge of our seats. Come on, Cartier, stop playing with the people. I know, right? But you know, it's like, you know, you know it's good when it's in the Beyonce song. True and that. Coming in at number four is What's Love Got to Do with It with uh Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne. Angela Bassett plays um the singer Tina Turner, you know, uh who sings What's Love Got to Do with right. It and um a, a few other classics and it basically it just tells the um the story of Miss Tina Turner and you know how she oh man she had to really fight to get to where she is now and I can I can quote that movie from top to bottom impressive and it's it's, it's a classic dare I say and um, if you don't feel like it's a classic you probably haven't seen it yeah and it's crazy that you brought it up because literally the other day you know how you're on social media right and you have these um, the one got one gotta go post and they had one with like the five heartbeats uh their movie uh the temptation movie uh one was what's love gotta do with it um and it was it was another one and it's just funny that you bring that up because literally it came on that same day as i was talking to my mom you know i showed her the post she voted. I think she voted for the Temptation movie to go. Can't really remember, <laughs> but I mean, like, only thing I uh, notable from the Temptation movie is um, I'm the one selling the record. You're right, right. They coming, <laughs> they coming to see the Temptations. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Oh, right. <laughs> but like from the from what's love got to do? There's so many classics like Eat the Cake anime. Right, eat the and, cake. No, num, gyo, re, kyo. I don't know that's it, but that's, she was saying I'm something like that. that. Something like that, you know. And um, my favorite part is when uh, Anna May and Ike was was packing up and they were moving to go to California. And Ike turned his kids got dropped off by the baby mama. And so like Ike was like, "What am I supposed to do with two kids?" And then uh, Tina Turner was outside with the kids. She's like, "Hey, ever been to California?" And the kids shake their head. She's like. Me neither. And I just, I don't know. It's, it's funny to me. That little accent, little Southern draw. I mean, it's a sad movie, but it's like, the movie not funny, but it's funny. Yeah, like. yeah. It's that dark <laughs> comedy. You know, you find yourself laughing at things you probably shouldn't be laughing at, but you can't right. help it. And it's like, right. And it's just like, because everybody has did the little, uh, proud Mary, keep on burning. And rolling, 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 river. And then, um, yeah, so that's that's just that on that. Yeah, movie. that's a little, little, little snippet, a little snippet from little us part, here at the Melting Pot. And then, um, coming in at number five is a I'm taking a turn. I'm not really big on rom coms, but if I gotta watch one. Like if I have a little Netflix and chill. If I gotta watch a rom com, it's gonna be this one right here. And it's How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Oh yes. Dare I say classic? Yeah, that that is, I, I would definitely put that classic rom com movie. Definitely. Classic rom com. Like she bought this man a dog and he peed on a pool table. <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, like she really play, and she really played that that role really well and I'm not going to spoil too much of that movie but just know like if you want to try to get rid of a guy in 10 days I'm pretty sure if you do half of that he won't make it past day 5 man it's just like I think we both named some pretty good movies like you know 
these are movies that you just have to see. It's just right. they're, they're staples. You know, you name some good ones, especially what's love got to do with it, man. I love Angela Bassett. She's a phenomenal actress. Lawrence Fishburne, he 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 plays really good roles too. Can't forget Jennifer Lewis, you know, everybody's favorite, America's favorite auntie, black auntie, making everybody laugh and, you know, cutting up when she needs to. Right. Angela Bassett is so, so versatile. Yeah, you know, very. she has she has went from Black Panther to Tita Turner to what's her name? Bernice Bernadette and Wendy Exhale. Oh, yes. <laughs> she also plays on 911 on Fox right now. And she's killing it on 911. Of course, we got her on American Horror Story. Shout out season uh season three coven. American Horror Story. One of the best seasons. I'm getting off topic though. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. We are. And then, uh, and then you can't forget, like a lot of people, when we talk about Angela Bassett, we do talk about her in Black Panther and all the things that you have named. But then we can't forget, she was also um, Akila's mother in Akila and Lee classic. Definitely a throwback. Wow, childhood. She was in Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns. Yes. Oh yeah. So it's like we can't forget Man. all that that auntie has given the cinematic world. Right. And she and she deserves that um the awards for that. What's love got to do with it? But. Man, she gonna get it. Shout out to all the black actresses and actors out there. But you know, speaking of our people, you know, people for the culture, what are some of your top five picks for the best culture movie? I mean, anybody who know we love know I love a good for the culture film. And at my number one, and this has been my number one since I was four. And when I say it, you might be like four, but yeah, it's a good film. I love it. The Players Club. Oh, here we go. Ooh. The Players Club. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, like I could, I could go in a whole rant about that one. All I'm gonna say is, um, the stripping business starting in Africa long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming in at number two, I kind of already said it was what love got to do with it. So I'm gonna switch it and get about another one because you can never go wrong with this movie. You can never go wrong with love and basketball. Wow, that is actually one of mine. I definitely agree with that. Hands down. Classic. You want to be my girlfriend? What I, <laughs> what I got to do? do. <laughs> and then number three. Are you prepared for Jehovah's Return? Because if you're not, I got a pamphlet. And for those who don't know, that came from Friday. Like I, like, I know that movie from the beginning to the end as well. That's a classic. See? I like Friday, great movie, funny. Maybe you can call it a classic, but yeah, you know, every time Friday is on the television, I'm not necessarily, hey, you know, there go Friday, let's turn it on. I'll circle back to it, you know, if I can't find nothing better else to watch. I just feel like maybe it's on the verge of being a little bit on, on the overhyped side, but I mean, I'm not knocking the movie. It's a great movie, very funny, um, but yeah. That's just how I feel about that one. Dang, you ain't, you ain't have to do my movie like that. Um, Sly kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. I'm sorry. Coming in at number five will have to be Barbershop. Just the first. Yeah, see, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you clarified on that because all of them, yeah, that first one, pretty good. But but that first one hit different, especially when like the dude was getting his hair washed and they uh, watched somebody smash the car outside. And he was like, oh, I got that kind of car too. Chrome rocker pen, and then he get outside. He like, hold it, hold it, hold it, lady, hold it, lady. What you doing with my car? Stop it! This is my car, your car. This is Michael Brown's car. This ain't no Michael Brown car. I know this ain't no Michael Brown car. I just bought this car. 
She said, well, you look like Michael Brown, car. I'm dead. And yeah, so it's it's a good it's a good um classic for me too. And then number five, me and my good friend, we watch this one all the time. Me and her, we watch this all the time. Set it off. Set it off. Classic. But you know, I, that's another movie I can't I can't watch that all the time. It's so dang sad at the end. I ain't gonna say what, but if you ain't seen that movie, shame on you. But the ending, I just I can't I can't like I love the movie, but man. It's kind of hard yeah, to rewatch it, it. Right. It is a it is a little a little sad at the end. I ain't gonna say it, but just gonna look at it. It's, it's a good film. It's it's funny as well, and a lot of that could have been prevented. But you know what, slide. What's what are some of your um your go to five culture films? Well, coming in for me, I would say number one would have to be Crooklyn. I love the movie Crooklyn. Kind of like an, an acquired taste, but I feel like every or most black families can relate to the movie um kirkland is a spike lee film which i know that's unbelievable because you know one thing about spike lee eh, i really want him to leave the movie world alone because a lot of his films aren't that good but he did just drop a new um a new film that we watched i think it dropped on yeah it was netflix um me and my family we watched it yesterday and it's called the five bloods and it's about um, these soldiers and they fought in the Vietnam War and they basically go back to retrieve a fallen soldier who was their beloved friend. And they uh, also have like a hidden gold that they found way back in the day and they come to retrieve the money. And it's a whole adventure doing both of those big tasks, but it was a pretty good movie for it to be a Spike Lee film. Because, like I just said, you know, son, he very hit or miss sometimes, you know, like, but Kirkland, yeah, I love that movie. I've probably seen it a bunch of times. I try and watch it at least once a year, you know, type of thing. But, um, yeah, coming in at number two, I would have to say is probably The Wood. I love that movie, too. What is a good movie? If you haven't seen it, check it out. That's another kind of, like, coming of age. I just like how the movie is because they are literally going back in time. They're doing the flashbacks. They're telling the story. I like when movies, you know, tell a story like tell a story like that. Number three, I would probably have to say is Get Out and let hear me out, right? I know it's a newer film, but this Get Out is a movie I'll probably be watching for the rest of my life. Just like most of the movies we've named here today, like Get Out is such a phenomenal film like 2019 you know and um jordan peele he tried to give us another goodie with us but us just i really didn't care for us it didn't hit like get out i thought get out was just brilliantly planned wow you picked some amazing films out ever like i don't know maybe i'm just not a, a get out not my um yeah, other than that, yeah, I like your film. If you are going to go back and watch The Wood, you can't watch The Wood without watching, like, The Best Man and how Stella got her groove back. Definitely. And it's just like, man, that 90s cinema hit different. But also, you know, I was, I was definitely going to start with Love and Basketball, but since you did that, I guess I'll just, you know, replace it with another one. What about Fresh? Fresh was a, definitely a good movie. Good movie, good movie. Great movie. Great. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I throw in Fresh in there too. And 
you know, I feel like Fresh and Juice are kind of similar. It would Juice with Tupac Shakur, of course. Classic, classic black culture movie film. So that's going to be my number five pick. Now, since we are on the topic of best culture films, these two, neither of us named, but I really got to propose this question. Which is better? Because they're both two good movies. I will say that. But which one is the better culture film? Menace to Society or Boys in the Hood? That's a hard one. Man, that's your question for the day. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to turn the turn the turn the eye up on the stove, but this is yeah, a question that just always burning up. in my mind. I think I think I'm gonna have to go with Menace to Society. I feel like it's really? yeah, I'm sorry. I really? What do you mean, really? Do you think that is Boys in the Hood? I would definitely go with Boys in the Hood for sure. For sure. Oh, and you slapped on a big old fat for sure at the end of that statement. I, I surely did. I slapped it on like this. Wow. And you slapped it on like some butter in the skillet. Wow. Baby. Wow. Wow. I think that's complete cap. Minister Society is better than Boys in the Hood. Hands down. Well, you know what? You have what you feel about it. I, I have my opinion. So we're going to leave it to the shoe steps at home. So when this drop, send us a DM. Text us. Let us know what you think. Boys in the Hood or Menace to Society. It's only one way to find out. May the best movie win. We shall see. And um, after, it's, it's summertime now, getting on summertime. After summer, fall rolls around. And, you know, you watch your little good little fall movies. And you watch your little Mean Girls on October 3rd. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's just, Definitely. how can you not? How can you not? When winter rolls around, you know, you know, you put on your, your Christmas movies. And I feel, in my opinion, and I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of people, that... Friday After Next is a Christmas movie for the culture. And before anybody say nothing, yeah, I mean, you don't have to just wait to Christmas to watch it. But it's a good, feel-good movie to watch around Christmas time with your folks and your eggnog and your eggnog plus. Objection, objection. No, 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 no. Cartier? Oh, no. Oh, no, we got our first objection in the kit. Objection, Uh uh-uh. First of all... It's not a Christmas movie. Technically, I feel like Christmas movies you have to watch during Christmas time. It could be, I can see how you can say, you know, oh, you like to watch it during Christmas time, but it's not technically a Christmas movie. So therefore, you know, it's intended to be watched, you know, year round. But I would not, you know, around Christmas time, I'm not throwing on Friday. I'm throwing on Home Alone and White Christmas. And I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. You know, like, I'm not putting on Friday. Okay, correction, you're right. On Christmas time, you're not putting on Friday. You're putting on Friday after next. Friday after next. It's the same. I mean, it probably was not made with the intentions for it to uh, be a Christmas movie for the culture. But, you know, the culture do what the culture want to do. And what have we done? We made it a Christmas film. I mean, think about it. They got Jack by Santa Claus, Christmas Eve. Um, it's Christmas Eve and Christmas time. It's Christmas Eve. Like, they've given presents. It's a Christmas film, hands down, hands down. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I still object, but I guess I'll let it go. That's something else we can leave to the sous chefs. 
Y'all let us know. Right. right. I mean, think about the sous chefs. They're drinking eggnog. Plus, um, when do you drink eggnog? Plus, around Christmas time. Because it's too hot to drink an eggnog now. <laughs> you have a stomachache and you'll be a little sick. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Right. That eggnog turned to a quiche in your stomach. Don't know how to make quiche, but I feel like that would happen. So, sous chefs, let us know. Do you feel if that's a Christmas movie? I feel like it is. I feel like y'all feel like it is. It's just Sly. Might have had some eggnog plus on the way to the studio today. So, she don't know. Hey, don't worry about what's in my cup. Well, I hope it's a little water. But with the touch of your hand makes my pulse react. What's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. What's love but a second-hand emotion? Jimmy got soul. Jimmy got soul. Jimmy got, Jimmy got, Jimmy got soul. Okay, I see what you're trying to do there, Cartier. You want to talk about musicals. I mean, you can't have a a show on movies and not touch on musicals, because, I mean... Definitely. Like, I mean, I think I've... Ever since elementary school, we had that, um... We're all in this together, (laughs) hand in hand. Make our dreams come true. And it's not a secret show. Hey, you know, well, with Disney, shoot, I'm pretty sure everybody who's on Disney got to sign some type of contract. I'm pretty sure in the contract, it'd be like you got to sing or dance or do something musical. I feel like any Disney movie qualifies as a musical. Hey, they can slap anything, slap the title musical on any movie title and just go with it. Right, because I... I feel like every Disney uh movie got some songs. Hey, in. I wouldn't be opposed to Lizzie McGuire. I know they was talking about a Lizzie McGuire reboot, but a Lizzie McGuire musical, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Them songs would slap. Go ahead, Hillary Duff. Like, they sure was. Hey, hey, hey now, now. Hey, come now. on. This is our beta. Like, come on. Right, it's a, it's a classic. And then, like, you know, as I got a little older and, you know, I ain't watched a high school musical now. But I mean, I'm tipping. I might put the, first <laughs> the one. second one is definitely the best one, but okay. In your opinion. But uh, as I get older, you know, I already mentioned what's love got to do with it. As you heard my wonderful singing a few seconds ago, that's a good, that's a good go-to. And then you can't watch what's love got to do with it and talk about it and not hit it with a little. But Curtis, Curtis was supposed to love me and die of terror. You You're the best man. Right, dream girls. You know, when you feel in the back of that throat, you know you're doing it right. Right, right. And then we hit that. No, no way. way. Dramatic pauses and everything. Those slight, (laughs) slight dramatic pauses where it gets quiet. Like, right, get quiet. Living without you, I'm not. I don't want to be free. Definitely, definitely. Dream girls, like, oh gosh, such a classic. I love dream girls. And then it's like, you know, since we on the uh on the musical, I'm throwing this one. Good morning, Baltimore. You know, a little hairspray. Hairspray is definitely, definitely a classic one too. And then you got Grease with the summer loving, having a ball. Summer days drifting away to your work for summer nights. And I'm gonna give a honorable mention to Dolly Parton's nine to five. I mean, that, that that musical right there, maybe not be for everybody, but great story, fun, fun family uh, play, uh, you know, 
definitely that tumble out of bed and stumble to the kitchen pour myself a couple ambition get your best country accent on man slap on some some, some cowboy boots grab your little hat you you know working nine to five what a way to make a living barely getting by y'all know the song like come on now can't forget okay. that okay slide with the vocals come through <laughs> Well, you know, I tries. <clears throat> me, me, me. Channels my uh <clears throat> Dolly part and makes it a little bit. Mariah Carey. Okay, no. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't either, but. <laughs> yeah, I tried it early with the uh with the Tina, so. Right. <laughs> but hey, this is a podcast and not a, not a single show, a concert, or whatever. That's what I said. <laughs> and that's that on that. <laughs> that's that on that. By the way, don't be still about catchphrase. <laughs> Hey, that ca- that that catchphrase for the culture is for everybody. That phrase for no. everybody. So slide, we didn't talk about blockbusters and maybe some non-blockbusters, but that's right. <laughs> that ain't some culture ain't movies. Gotta, yeah, some culture movies. Some some hard, and, riveting questions that you know our sous chefs have to really think about and chime in on. Chime in on, and you know being that you know we're not able to go to the good old Carmike Cinema or the AMC theaters we have our good or blockbuster anymore we have our good um Netflix and Hulu to rely on and that's usually where I'm on most of the time and what are some things that you're watching on Netflix um for Netflix um I'm currently watching this Spanish show um by the name of Locked Up and it's unfortunately doesn't have an English dub so it's something you definitely have to read which is not for everybody and i ain't pushing on nobody but it's a good show it's a jail show um it um, takes place in a women's prison uh and it's pretty good you know how jail shows go drama uh you know some type of crooked crime you know the correction <laughs> right the correction officer is always on some other stuff but these are the sh- I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the top five shows that I always recommend to people when they be like, hey, give me something good to watch on Netflix. So number one is coming in and it's my f- favorite show, probably my favorite show for the past four years or whatever. But Money Heist, which is a Spanish show, but they do have an English dub. So I recommend typically watching in the native language and reading. But again, that's not for everybody. But you can listen to it in English. And if you're a regular captions person, you can turn it on in English or you can have no captions. It's up to y'all. But Money Heist is that show. I promise y'all, y'all will not regret watching that. Coming in at number two, I usually like to recommend Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, Walter White. I mean, come on now. Come on now. That is a great show about a uh, high school teacher. He's uh, getting involved. You know, he makes meth and he's, he gets involved trying to save his family, but he gets deep into the drug world. That's pretty good. It's a lot of seasons. So, you know, most of my shows are for people who um, want to do big benches, you know, stuff that got a lot of seasons because. You know, in the age of streaming, you know, we typically like to binge and that requires us watching as many as many episodes as fast in such a, you know, short time span. So, yeah, uh, coming in at number three, I would recommend Elite and it is another Spanish show. I, I I guess I'm really into Spanish shows. They're just better than American shows. I'm sorry. Like, or at least they're up and coming. They've been uh, on the rise for maybe the past four or five years now but 
Elite is also it's a like a high school teen drama type of thing, but it has uh, funny moments, suspenseful moments, uh, great chemistry between the cast. So you know that's always good. Uh, Weeds, I recommend Weeds. Weeds is an old show, throwback. It has uh, I think like five or six uh, seasons, so that's a big one too. Um, Mary Louise Parker, it's pretty good. Um, and last but not least is a newer show. I think it's, yeah, it's only two seasons, which is dead to me. That is a dark comedy. And like we were talking about earlier, you find yourself laughing at stuff that you probably shouldn't be laughing about. It's about two women. One, um, befriends another woman and she befriends her because of a dark secret she's withholding. I won't say too much because it's all in the preview. Uh, but the friend that she uh, befriends has a dead husband like her husband died or whatever so I won't say too much about that but Dead to Me is a great show. What about you Cardia? Well before I get into my you you say it's got some good shows that you're watching and um, right now I would recommend How to Fix a Drug Scandal which is basically two drug lab chemists uh, crimes, cripples, estates, judicial system, and and blur the lines of justice for lawyers, officials, and thousands of prison inmates. So that's something you should definitely check into. That's something you're interested in. Then another show that I'm watching or will recommend is The Ghost Who Walks, which is um basically a criminal rats out his former boss for one chance to reunite with his family. And that's all I'm gonna say on that. Like, watch the rest and you'll see. And um, another one I like because it, it's like relevant with the times. It's um, it's called Black and Privileged, which is two middle-aged families. They moved to this thriving area in Chicago, and basically, just like the name, they have something that Black people don't have in the moment. And that's all I'm gonna say on that. And another good show is Space Force, and Space Force is basically like um, the president of the movie uh, creates another uh, military branch and they're in space and that's pretty dope so i kind of got you from different aspects whether you like space stuff or if you like um drugs and crime i got you covered in between and if you're interested in um cop shows like um sly mentioned earlier another honorable mention would be girls incarcerated that when i said gallopo oh yeah when i tell you that's one of the funniest little shows on Netflix. Definitely. Girls Incarcerated. That's definitely a good one. That Gallipo. is probably... <laughs> right, Gallopo, right. Gallipo. <laughs> that one is... It's one of those... It's kind of like watching Beyond Scared Straight. Y'all know that, you know, that show's older, but that was... We grew up on that, you know. It's it's just like, you can't turn it off because it's, it's just one of those things that is slightly entertaining to the point where you just don't find yourself turning it off. But as far as the other shows you've uh, named, I have not seen any of those i believe i don't believe but um i would definitely check that out on my downtime because you know hey it might be good you just never know with all this covid you need to cuddle up and watch something <laughs> that is true that is true can't go to the movie so and for those of you who maybe have bt plus i'm throwing a couple of honorable mentions there um two of my favorite plays will be tyler perry's was done in the dark and tyler perry's Badia goes to jail Oh, why yeah. those, why those honorable plays? Because I just love those plays. For those who have not seen What's Done in the Dark, What's Done in the Dark is basically uh, um, the set is a hospital and Mr. Brown and Cora was on their way to a revival in 
in Houston and Mr. Brown fainted at the hospital. So they come to the hospital and uh, they run all these kind of tests on Mr. Brown and give Mr. Brown a colonoscopy. And he was like, I don't drink Coke, I like Pepsi. So give me two colonoscopies with ice. You know how Mr. Brown is. It turns out Miss Brown was, well, I'm not gonna tell you what happened to Mr. Brown, but yeah, so that's that on that. And then one of the nurses was sleeping with the head doctor and his wife was pregnant at the time and they work at the county hospital. So his wife was coming from the north side of town and, you know, she just stopped by. And this is a whole lot of stuff that goes on in What's Up in Dark. It's a great play. And then for those who haven't seen Medea Goes to Jail, it's basically Medea going to jail. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Black right. and white for you right there. All right. So those are two honorable benches if you have BET Plus. If you don't, get BET Plus. But you know, and, yeah, Tyler Perry, you know, he he has done a lot uh, in the filmmaking world and he puts out great productions. And it's <gasps> one thing I like about Tyler Perry is you can always learn. There's always a life lesson hidden up in the movie or the play. And, you know, it touches on deep stuff between family issues, relationship issues, uh, self-identity issues. And, it, you know, his trend usually goes comedy, something serious, a little bit more comedy, kind of the resolution. A little bit of Jesus. Comedy. Right, a little, little bit, bit of, right, a little bit of Jesus. <laughs> and it was some comedy. And, you know, it's just, you know, that's why it's just, you know, he, he, he does great work. Now, you say Tyler Perry produced great work. I am going to, you know, go against the grain a little bit and say something. Because, you know, I do like a lot of Tyler Perry's work, House of Pain. All of them not going to go with his work. However, we can't talk about Tyler Perry and not talk about his last little film, A Fall from Grace. Cause that movie failed. It ain't fall from grace. It, yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't watch that one. <laughs> I, I heard all the talk about it, but I didn't. I haven't gotten around to seeing it. Well, basically, A Fall from Grace was a movie that he shot in about twenty seconds <laughs> and five days. But the quality of the work kind of showed, you know. And it was a big shocker because you know he had just you know showed us this big studio that he bought, and you know it, it was it used to be a plantation. So now, uh, dare I say, in the words of him, a Negro owns the plantation, and he turned it to a studio. You know, it's so big, you know. It got a town on it and it got a White House on it, a replica of the White House for his White House show. And, you know, it got 12 sound stages named after um, prolific black actors. But the movie lacked in quality. It was rushed. It was rushed. And so we feel like, why did you have to rush? Nobody is uh, putting a deadline on you. Either you make it or you make it. And it's not like you need the, the coins, the chains, the cheddar. Right. You're already there. You're top tier. Right. So it's, um yeah, so the movie just like really, really lacked. The wig quality was awful. If you look at one of the text messages, if you pause the movie when they got a text message, you could tell like the phone works and the text message was a screenshot in the gallery. And how you know that? Because you see other pictures in the gallery, like other like shots that are going to be used for the phone. And anybody who got an iPhone, you know what I'm talking about. Like you see the pictures at the bottom. So it's kind of like little stuff like that, that movie buffs are really like would tear into you for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to the outside looking on, you're like, well, you're just nitpicking. Yes, because you're just a regular, regular person watching a movie. But there are people who do this for a living. For there a are living. people who, mm -hmm. who really look into movies. Mm -hmm. And so for them, the little bitty stuff that you might feel is minor is cringy to them. And then those said uh, people, they write reviews and they give rates. And then that's what the regular regular people who just like, hey, just put on a movie. You when you look up a movie, you looking up their reviews. So it, it's all connected and it does matter. 
but speaking of you know life lessons and like you know just relationship advices and everything i think we should do a little bit of potty mouth are you feeling in a, in a potty mouth mood i am feeling potty mouth dear sly and cartier my name is joanna and i'm writing to you from idaho I love your podcast and tune in every week. I really enjoyed your segment, Potty Mouth. I was reluctant to write to you at first, but I really need some advice. Due to COVID, I have been at home with my three children, my husband, and my dog for the last three and a half months. And at first, it started off really well. You know, the kids were misbehaving. My husband was glad that I'm finally home and not working. But then after two weeks, it turned for the worst. I got to see the, oh, wow. She said, I got to see the the true nature of my children and how they really have turned my house upside down. Uh, me and my husband have become a little bit more aggravated with, with each other, being that we're always on top of each other now, now that I'm not working, even though I used to work from home. And my question to you is, how does one keep their sanity during this crazy time? If you could write to me, I would greatly appreciate it. Love, Joanna and my crazy house. Well, Joanna... I think we're all experiencing that uh, that same thing. And I would just say, take you got to take time to, you know, make sure that you okay. Yeah, you know, as a, as a mother and a wife, you're a provider, but that doesn't defer you from taking care of yourself as though the other people in your household should do the same thing. There's certain things that they can do by themselves a certain amount of times that you have to take from yourself and you have to, if that if that involves you taking a walk around the neighborhood just to get away for an hour, 45 minutes, however long you want to take a walk. If you got to lock, lock the doors in the bedroom, be like, oops, I don't know how that got locked. You know, have a little me time. I was like, I try, it should be locked. I don't know, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, what's mom? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? Figure it out. <laughs> you know, maybe the husband should go cook something. Go make a go sandwich. Go for what you know. Go for what you know. Like you, you just it's it's no right or wrong way. You just have to make it do what it do. You know, and that's that on that, as Cartier would say. Well, honestly, Sly, you took the words right out my mouth. So my advice remained the same. You know, just um, find you a medium, find you, um, even if it's just waking up really early in the morning, just so you can breathe before everybody else wakes up and become alive. Mm-hmm. Find that find that hour where your home is just peaceful mm-hmm. and meditate and pray or walk, or exercise, just find you, whether it's making coffee in the morning, it's just, you got to take care of you during this time or not. You're going to go insane. You're going to be upset. Dinner might not be made. Clothes might not be washed. Mm-hmm. You know, so take care of you so you can take care of everybody else. Because at the end of the day, they're all looking up to you. From the husband down to the dog, to the goldfish, to the socks on the floor, it's all <laughs> going to fall on you. So we need to make sure that you are taking care of first from um, first from your head to your toe, mentally, physically, spiritually. You got to make sure you're good. And the rest will fall into place. Like, you know, if it's, um, you put the whole house on lock for the next hour, you better not move. I don't care if I use some headphones, cut your TV on low or off, but you better not move in this next hour. This is my hour. Anybody who move gonna be stuck in the room for three days. And thanks for tuning in. And thanks for um tuning in every week, Joanna. We do appreciate that. Um, a lot of people feel like because we don't announce it from week to week, but we do see where you guys are watching from, and we do see your reviews that you are leaving. We do uh we do get your DMs. 
and we want to say thank you. Yeah, much love and respect for sure. And Cartier, we have another entry here uh, for the potty mouth segment. Who do we have this time? Indeed we do. And it's coming from Aisha. Hello, Sly and Cartier. My name is Aisha and I'm writing to you from Florida. Ooh, the Sunshine State. My boyfriend and I have been together for three and a half years and welcome to our baby girl in August. We have known each other since high school, but been together off and on. But now we are going three, three and a half years strong. I want to take our relationship to the next level. However, I feel like he's not on the same page as I am when it comes to moving forward. Last year, I only asked for one thing for my birthday, and that was a promise ring. He got the ring from me three months later. However, the passion has not been the same since. Lately, he has been acting distant and not calling me like he was when we first got together. I feel like somebody may be in the picture. I call him and he do not answer. However, I can see that he's on social media online. He claims that he will sleep, but I know for a fact that he was online. He is constantly on FaceTime with his best friend and even took her on a best friend date when the restaurants opened back up. I am not the, I am not insecure, but I feel like he is showing me signs that I need to leave him. Even my mother told me that I need to leave him, but it's so hard when you have feelings and a child. My question to you is, should I stay with him for the sake of our daughter or leave? I would have to say that Girl, you need to leave him. I would say address the problem. And if it's still, you know, BS that's being spilled, uh, let him go because it's no way. It's a relationship. It takes two to tango, two to make a baby, and two to, two to make a real successful relationship work. And if you're doing, you know, you're carrying most of the load, that's going to exhaust you. And you're also not getting what you expect out of you want a relationship. It sounds like he doesn't know what he wants or he's taking his slow time trying to come around, which, you know, it takes others longer. But the fact that he's FaceTiming his best friend, who's a girl, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, with everything you said, the restaurants are opening up. And the first thing he wants to do is take his best friend out on, on, a, on a lunch date friend thing like no no he should be taking you and the baby out there he that should not be his first go-to it sound like this he ain't a man and i sound like he's a boy a child you know a child and he has a lot of growing up to do so i would say leave him hopefully he can work his stuff out on the side but you gotta work on you know y'all have a, a a child now so you have to do what's best for her and there's plenty of relationship uh success success stories uh that involve the parents not necessarily being together or divorce stories and they're still the child i won't say the child won't be affected but it's not the end you know it, it can still work there are stories that success stories that have uh those results and i just feel like you gotta do what's best for you what i'm gonna say is this if well when y'all got together, he was calling every day, texting within a one minute mark, two minute mark, whatever the case may be. If if you see a change, that means something has changed. Now, I'm not going to, he might be busy. He could be, you know, he could have got another job. You know, you didn't really specify in the letter, you know, things could have happened. However, if I know after a while when you're dealing with somebody, 
you start to know this schedule and y'all start to develop a pattern well i'm gonna text you at this time i'm gonna call you at this time so if i call you you don't answer the first time i may not think nothing of it okay you might be in the shower this time third. but if i'm continuously trying to call you continuously trying to text you then it becomes a hmm that's strange and then for me the the part that like through red flags in my mind was if i call you and you don't answer but i can see you on facebook and we together that's right, gonna definitely. that's gonna raise some red flags for me that's right gonna, okay so what's up now i understand you know sometimes even even if you are together you still need that space you know everybody needs that person's space and everybody uh, is required and deserves that space however send me a, a, a text like you know what i'm just not feeling it right now I, i'm you know let me know but when you uh block out that communication that leaves questions and what ifs and right now you're leaving a whole bunch of questions and what ifs in my mind then if i get on social media and see that you're on a best friend date that's why i read it that way when i read it i'm gonna feel a type of way about that too because it's like okay the restaurants open back up they've been closed all this time we should have been the first ones going on a date mm-hmm. not not you and your best friend or it should be me, you, your best friend, and little Araya all up in the car. <laughs> all right. We should all win. You know what I'm saying? And I understand that you may feel like that you're not insecure, but you didn't. You don't have to, because there's nothing wrong with being insecure in a relationship. Because if you're getting all these signs, your insecurities are going to come to play. They are going. They are going to mess with you. Because it's like you can't call me, but you could be on the phone with your best with your best friend. There's nothing wrong with feeling insecure. It's an innate human feeling that we we have, and it shows sometimes more than others, but don't ever feel like it's wrong to feel that way, you know, all the time, or just a little bit, or however much. And if if mama, mama told you to leave, then you need to be gone like yesterday. Mama knows best. Because a lot of times mama sees stuff 20 years down the road, she might not tell you what she see, but she tell you what you need to do because she's been there. And a lot of times we love blinds us and we ignore that. But if if mom is telling you to leave, then you need to go. But get your little ring, send it back, pick up all this stuff and put it on to the left. But you need to be gone. And it, I, I get that it's hard. You know, you got feelings and you got a child, but you also are raising a daughter. And if you don't fix this now, she's gonna think that it's acceptable to receive the same treatment. She's gonna think that this is okay to be treated like this by a man. And you know, sometimes doing what's right is some is one of the hardest things in life. So anything that's hard is a good sign because that means it's worth it. That means that it's the right decision that you need to that you need to be going with and you just some, you just really have to trust yourself and take the advice that people are giving like your mom you get wisdom from these people they've been living a lot longer than you they've experienced maybe a little bit more than you depending on everybody's lifestyle I ain't, we ain't getting into that but you know just take all things into consideration sometimes doing what's right is hard it's an old saying if you let something go and it comes back, then it's meant to be. Most definitely. And I wish you 
and Araya the best. Hopefully we um we answered your question and I hope we made you feel better. And to any of our sous chefs or any viewers or listeners that um aren't a part of our Melton Pot community, we encourage you to, you know, send a couple of letters to us here at the Melton Pot. If you have something that's troubling you, if you want to get a second opinion on something, some advice, or you just want to reach out and talk to us or just tell us, hey, I love your show. You guys are awesome, which we are. But <laughs> no, like we do really, truly appreciate um, each and every one of you guys. And one thing that I said a couple of uh, episodes back in the business episode, you guys are family. And so, you know, sometimes if we just have to talk about some things, it may be uncomfortable. That's what, but that's what we hear at the Melting Pot. We're just, we're just, we're just real people having real relevant conversations. But before we end, this is the final episode of season one make no mistake just because this is the season one finale in a couple of weeks we will be um the season two release date has not been released yet but stand look out for that stand look out for it because we have been confirmed for season two so that will be coming to you soon and we just wanted to give you guys uh, make this episode special and you know do something fun and lighthearted because we've we've tackled a lot season one I mean, let's recap. We did Black-owned businesses. We, you know, we did our intro, which is, you know, talking about our our home, you know, Atlanta. We talked about uh, Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on. We talked about COVID. You know, we're, we try and stay as relevant as possible. We just love all the support that we have gotten in the last couple of weeks. It has been, when I tell you, amazing. It has been amazing. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything Cartier said. And for those of you who um, are not following us on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Cartier the Don, K-A-R-T-I-E-R-D-A-D-O-N. And you can follow me on Instagram at Cartier.Don. And you can find me on Instagram at slide.needle. And you can follow the Melting Pots Instagram at the T-H-E-E Real Melting Pot. And we encourage you guys to, you know, sign off with us. So at home, you know, just feel good and say the ending with us. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what to do. So without further ado, let's get to it. I'm your host, Sly. And I'm your host, Cartier the Dawn. And this, and this has, has been, been The Melting, Melting Pot. Pot. Thank you.